Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you. Uh, busy day today. Uh, U.S. Steel is probably the big news of the morning. They lowered uh, their guidance and cut their dividend yesterday. So we'll talk about that. That we're weighing on that stock this morning. Uh, a couple of earnings on our radar: Nike, BlackBerry, CarMax, Winnebago. But the U.S. Steel news is the big news. We also got uh, a buyback in Biogen. Today is also a quad of which. Don't forget that. We'll get through all those topics, some ratings, and we'll be joined by uh, one, maybe two guests today. Our main guest will be at 8.35. That'll be Alan Brockstein. He'll talk pot stocks with us, and also he'll hang out with us uh, towards the end of the show. We'll, we'll do a little hot potato. We'll do uh, Joel and Dennis against uh, Alan uh, Brockstein, and then hopefully at like 8.25, we can bring in uh, our own CEO, Jason Rasnick. He is positively giddy about Tesla. Uh, so if he's around, we'll, we'll grab him. Uh, Joel, what's the word here overnight? Uh, in the green here, we are up two and a quarter handles at 32.14. That is a new all-time high. Uh, one tick off the high. 08.50 overnight. Really not much there. I was trying to buy it a little bit of cheap, cheaper than that. But that's your pre-market low. So no downside until we take that out. Six handles away. Crude down 19 cents at 60.99. Gold down a buck 30 at 1483.10. Silver in the red by a little bit less than a penny at 17.14 and a half. Bitcoin futures up $20 at 7,185. What's up, Dennis? Good morning. Did we lose Dennis? No, he's just on mute. He muted himself. Mutes me, and then I have to go try to quickly find the unmute button. He doesn't like me to talk during the I intro, and he you. knows I never stop talking, so he has to mute me. I did not mute you. We see your you dip. do mute me. He mutes me every to every morning before the show starts. He mutes me. And then you because he's scared I'm going to talk through the intro, and, and I probably un- would. I probably you would. Yourself, okay. Whatever. Can you? Uh, can you? I can unmute myself, uh, but Yvonne, I just forget uh, to. Yvonne. But Yvonne. we're sp- blaming that one on Spencer. She posted my new Peloton. No, I'm not taking blame for that. Do you have a picture of your – did, did, yeah. you, did you take Yvonne, a picture of it? Yeah, it's uh, – Can you show it? Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Let's... I want to see. Did you see Jeremy Newsom's Peloton? All right. He, no. Wait. Okay. We got to compare Pelotons here. All right. There, there's Joel's Peloton right there. It's on the – Oh, this is, Jer- <laughs> <laughs> this is Joel's Peloton. You can't see at the bottom of it. Yeah, move it up a little bit. Oh, that's uh, horrible. Wait. Like, we'll minimize it or something. You can't see it. It looks just like a TV. That's the point. No, but you can't see the the bike, though. Show the lower part. There you go. (laughs) There's Joel's Peloton sent to him by Jeremy Newsom. Yeah. Did Jeremy get one or is he just joking? (laughs) 
I tell you, that's uh, that's what it is. <laughs> it's a little nicer version looking of that. <laughs> Anyways, with that being said, we've talked Peloton before. The 30, that's the level. We know if you're long it right now, you need to hold 29.86. Hold on to that. There's hope. Yeah. Go through 29.86 and trouble ahead. That's the level for PTON. Going to 29.85. Yeah, that was nice. That's a nice one, Jeremy. That's I like your Peloton there. That wasn't Jeremy. That was uh, y- Yvonne sent that. Oh, was it Yvonne? Yeah. Oh, I thought Jeremy. Oh, Yvonne did that because I saw Jeremy tweet it. Oh, the same thing. Oh, okay. I'm I'm fine. I think Jeremy put that together. Okay. I, all I I saw that tweet last night from Jeremy Newsom. So I'm just trying to figure out where it came from. But originally, or if Jeremy made that up, it's a, it's a good one. All right, we got to jump into stocks here. U.S. Steel disaster stock of the day uh last night they tried to sneak this in around seven o'clock at night didn't sneak by anybody spencer this is not good news no late yesterday they issued some guidance uh and they cut their dividends so the q the new uh q4 uh adjusted ebitda lost 25 million dollars they lowered their adjusted eps uh from uh a, to a dollar and 15 cent loss for the current quarter uh, versus a $0.59 cent loss estimate. And Good at losing money. Dividend was lowered from $0.05 cents a share to $0.01 cent a share. So still technically offering a dividend, but not really. Good at losing money. Uh, this is a disaster. I'm not coming in here and buying this. I mean, you do have a number here. 1252 was your low of the move. This is back on the 29th of November. You could think about a 50% retracement, but the news is so bad that I'd be scared. Um, It's sometimes you can look at technicals and you can say, okay, well, you got a good level here. And then sometimes the fundamentals are just so bad. You got to just say, let's let this simmer a little bit and just see where, you know, real people want or like where the price discovery wants to take this thing. Cause it didn't really trade that much last night. It's trade 364,000 trades this morning. You can bet this is going to trade millions and millions of shares when the market opens after 930. It's going to be a lot of people who are probably a lot of institutional traders who are probably like, whoa, this is not good. And if they were playing it for a little bounce trade here, not being rewarded here overnight, it is down. It's 1260. It's holding up fairly well, considering how bad the news is. That's the one good thing. Uh, but I would say if I'm just giving the level, the level it needs to hold is 1252. But to low 1252, it's a slippery slope. Surprise is not down more. It's down. I am too, which is good yeah. news. It could just be like a Boeing situation where the news is really bad, but maybe it was expected. I don't think this U.S. deal was the news is expected at all, though, was the problem. So people were thinking, oh, this is kind of a little bit of a recovery story here. A stock has bounced, obviously, from $10, got over 14 Now you come in, it's like, okay, they're going to lose a pile of money here, and they're cutting the dividend. This just does not sound good whatsoever. Uh, technically gap fill, uh, you had a bump up, uh, in the beginning of uh, November on earnings reports. Uh, so you got a gap between 12 and a quarter, 1199. So 12 bucks fills a gap. That's still 55 cents away, but that, that's what I would look at it maybe today or the next couple days. And then also, I mean, you think, and, and I, I, this is just a pure, speculation but like how long can this company survive with these kind of numbers you know what i mean well it's been losing money for a long when is a lot like have they made money like I, in the I, last it I seems like they always lose money weren't the tariffs supposed to when, when is the last time yeah. you still made money i will tell you in the trusty benzinger pro last maybe time, they do maybe it's selective perception on money, my part 
Yeah, it is. They made money this year. I mean, they're, they're they made money overall this year. Yeah, they they made money in this in the second quarter and the first quarter. How much and, money? Uh, One cent. Forty five cents per share. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, forty seven the quarter before that. Well, that's not bad. I mean, they're 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 making less than they were making. Even but now a, they're going to lose a dollar something. Even, even a year ago, they they only lost money this past quarter. The, their most recent earnings report. All right, all right, all right. So, so a little bit of selective perception on my part. Yeah. With that being said. They are projecting themselves to lose a pile of money here in the next this next quarter or next year. This guides. is for this is for the current quarter. So their next oh, their so the current quarter is a mess. Do they cite a reason? Oh, I didn't actually look that closely. I'm no, sure we, we didn't look that closely. That don't doesn't matter. In, in any regard, here it's not good news. So we'll see what it does. Can the twelve fifty two hold up? That is the question. We do not have the answer yet. I am not going to bank on that. So um, in some cases, I like to come and bottom fish near those old levels. In this case, the news is just so bad that the dividend cut, I'm not touching it. How are the other steel stocks? Were you able to... A little bit. There's a little reaction here, but not really. New Nucor's bit up. So, really? and Nucor, I've said this forever. Nucor, I still believe, is best of breed. But Nucor is a bid here right now, believe it or not. 5660, 5,000 shares are saying that this is not going lower. And that is surprising to me. So there's 5,000 shares bid there. AKS is down slightly. MT, which traded overseas, obviously already, only doubts down slightly. So there's not a, doesn't seem to be a lot of sympathy here happening. Um, so maybe it's just specific to X. At least the market is pricing yep. in like it's specific to X. Okay. All right. That's a look at steel stocks. Continuing on our merry parade here, um, we did get a couple of earnings, and the big one from last night is the shoemaker, the Nikester, Nike, reported. Joel already said in the chat what I was going to say. I don't know what I was going to say, but he predicted what I was going to say. Anyways, give us the results here, Spencer. Yeah, I always like Under Armour better anyway. <laughs> uh, Nike yesterday, earnings, uh, Q2 EPS, 70 cents versus a 57 cent estimate. So beat there. Sales, 10.33 versus $10.07 billion. So a beat and a beat. Sales in greater China, which is a key market for them, up 23% year over year. Um, they talked about, uh, you know, the trade war and all that jazz, but it was a good report overall. Well, and Joel has said this in the chat, what I, I'm going to say today I, I said this yesterday, so obviously Joel knows what I was going to say because I said it yesterday. I said they need to blow it away for it to go higher because the stock has been running. They did not blow it away to go higher, and that is why the stock is trained down a dollar and a half. So I said this yesterday ahead of the print and obviously was right about it because the stock had pretty good numbers. I actually got bought a bit on the initial headline. News algos, you know, they're good at losing money on those initial headlines. And uh, the stock is now trading in the red. You know, if you're I looking mean, in the book, yeah, the book 102. 80,000 shares at 102. So if for whatever reason they decide to turn around and start buying this, that would be the first level of major resistance in the book. 80,000 shares at 102. That's big. And uh, I mean, a 13 cent beat is not bad and a beat on uh, sales too. In China. Straight in, up into the quarter. Yeah, great. Uh, sales up 23% year over good year. Numbers. Good numbers. But it shows you again, the, the sentiment towards the stock the, the bar the bar that the stock sets matters sometimes more than the numbers itself and when you're running up and we've run up this was 91 dollars a week and a half ago two weeks ago beginning of december 91 dollars 101 it ran up 10 percent in the last week so they're expecting very 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 good quarter they got very very good quarter it wasn't even enough so a lot of times you know if you're just buying you know news algos hey the guys who are programming these things 
throw that factor in there. Has the stock run up? Because don't just don't buy keep, every beat. You buy every beat, it's a good way to lose money because sometimes a beat is not good enough if the stock's been running up. If the stock was in the gutter and still sitting around $91, not going anywhere, and these numbers came out, it would probably be trading up 10 points, five points anyways. So sentiment matters. If, and uh, the bar was set high. If you would have known the 90000 was there at 102, you probably wouldn't have bought it up to 102.75. And that's another thing. Yeah, exactly. Look in your book. This There's is information value. publicly available to you. Volume. Woo. Look at only, that. The only thing, though, is Nike you knew it was going to trade some volume. So it could, if it was a really, really good quarter, which it kind of was, and they thought it was going to, it could have blew through that 102. It wasn't like 80,000 shares couldn't hold it down. But as soon as it starts to look like, you know, starts to turn at that point, it's like, okay, now you got a seller up, you know, here where we can lean on that. It probably was the call to, you know, obviously try to short it up there. I did not play it because I looked at those numbers and I'm like, I don't love shorting into, you know, a really good report because maybe it does just continue to go. And those numbers were pretty good. I looked at on the headline numbers like beat, beat. I was like, well, I'm not surprised it's trading up a little bit. It's a really good quarter. But I'm also not surprised it gave it back just because the expectations were so high. Uh, if it's going to rally, it's going to rally from here. Uh, throw out the high, throw out the low, 102.75. I don't know. We'll throw out the low too here since it's creeping back up. Your low was at uh, 98 even. So those are some wide parameters. But I'm just looking at the, the trading action from the last two days. Last two lows were right here at 99.58, 99.63. You're hanging 99.70. So you know, if you think, yeah, it's a good report, they're they're punishing it uh, unnecessarily here. You're opening into a pair of lows. The only thing is, is really nowhere to hide. 99 was your three-day low. So there's a couple levels if you're looking looking to buy Nike here on the upside. Uh, it could rip and rip higher. All-time high and all-time closing higher up there, 101.15, 101.27. 101 so that's a couple bucks away. I think some people, after seeing a trade low, might reload at 100. You it, know? And you look at this and you're sitting down 99.60 and you think it's still a pretty good quarter. I don't think this is one that's going to cascade down five bucks on these numbers. No. It's a little bit of you know profit taking, a little bit of, wow, maybe the quarter wasn't good enough. Let, let it you know simmer. But if it starts to get back up and starts to take out yesterday's high, then you know if it takes out the 102, then it, then it looks interesting. So I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm coming in and buying the pullback here. Probably let it just simmer and upright just be hands off. But I could see how I, – I don't think this thing's going down to 96 or 97. I could see how it could get back up to 101. So if you were looking at me and saying buy or sell, I would say buy. But that's just – you know. but I'm, I'm not convicted enough to actually do it myself here. So that's just my opinion. Next. Uh, we can stick with the earnings or go to – Yeah, buy. do those couple earnings there. I mean, we got – Carmax, and this one's interesting. Somebody had this one dead wrong last night. They were buying this thing hand over fist ahead of the report last night. This thing traded up to almost 102, almost $3 higher ahead of the report last night. Now it's down three bucks. So the 102 buyer, congratulations, you just lost seven points. Uh, KMX, uh, give us the numbers. Uh, from yesterday, I'm sorry, from this morning, Q3 EPS a buck oh four versus buck fifteen, sales four point seven nine billion versus four point six seven billion. So a EPS miss sales beat comms for used cars up seven point five percent. Somebody really thought that they were gonna blow it away to be buying it up like that. Do you see all that after a lot of volume, Joel? Do you uh, see the after hours? I well the one oh it actually printed one oh three, Dennis. It went all the way to one oh three. 
Yeah. Look at all. Look at how uh, how many shares traded up there though. This wasn't like a hundred shares. It probably traded five to ten thousand shares up there. Yep. I'm like in the one between one hundred one and one hundred three. And this was last night ahead of the report. This wasn't on the numbers. This was last night before the report. Somebody was just like, "I'm like, who's buying this?" I was looking at this and I was like, "Who's paying up three bucks ahead of the report?" I'm like, "They gotta know something. They must know something." Well, they didn't know anything. And they were buying it, and it was a flat-out miss. And obviously, they threw a lot of money away. So the people who bought 98.79 at the close are throwing money away. The people who were buying a 103 last night, four points higher ahead of the report, really knew nothing. Stocks trained down. It is, and it got. It's been lower. Uh, went to 92.31, or yeah, 92.33. So there's a nice range there. But I'm looking at this. Parallels here at 94. See what happens. We're already back in the 95. Yeah, so if it level. came down to 9401 or 94.19, that area, that looks like pretty good support. Also, some lows just under that. That's a buck 14 away. If it goes into rally mode, <laughs> nine, well, 97.26 is the bottom of yesterday's range. So keep an eye on that if it goes into a two buck rip rally mode. Winnebago. WGO trading up, Spencer. How did we do? Yeah, wasn't this like a an indicator that we made up for a while? Like the what was the indicator? indicator? I don't because like a year or two ago, whenever they had their big run, um, it's been hot. These Winnebago's are back in style, though, aren't they, Joel? Like you think they got out of style there for a bit, but you see these big things flying down the freeway every once in a while now. They're kind of cool again. If they're gonna come out, if, if I wonder if they're gonna come out with an electric one. Wouldn't that be cool? An electric Winnebago? Uh, Musk. Musk, come on with an electric one, Winnebago. I just want to take one to a Michigan football game once. They I'm look thinking. fun. Yeah. They look fun. At a football game, they got to be fun, right? Tailgating, Winnebago, got to be fun. Well, are you here, here are the numbers from uh, this morning, or about an hour or so ago. Q1 EPS, 73 cents versus 57 cents. That's a beat. Sales also beat 588 versus 538 million dollars. Beat and a beat for WGO. And the reason we say they're back is because this stock sat in the gutter for a decade. We were down there around 20 bucks forever. Finally in 2017, and it blasts off into orbit and goes from 20 all the way up to a high of $58.65. And then in 2018, they decide, no, no, they were wrong. And they bring it all the way back down to 20 bucks again. Well, you know what? Don't call it out because it's right back up here at 50 and you're trading up over $50 here. I got a little look in the book just because it's such a big psychological number just to make sure there's nothing kicking around at 50. Joel, what are your technical thoughts? While uh, I open my... There's nothing at 50. Nah, no, it spiked up to 51. So we'll do that as a target. It's just been kind of quiet lately. You did, what's this May high? That's way up. The October high is way up at 51.87. So... They really want to take this thing. I don't know. It had a big rally. Maybe it was off its last report. No, end of October, maybe. Uh, consolidation, I don't know. I mean, if a great target would be 51.87, and that was your high on uh, October 28th. And on the downside here, boy, it had been tight. 49, if you could pick it up at 49, that would fill the gap. You had two highs in a row. 48.95, 48.90. Let's see if old resistance becomes new support. And then one other report there to cover from last night. And oh, actually, is it out yet? Carnival? Carnival's due, right? I thought you said it yesterday, but I meant today. I thought you were going Blackberry here. Yeah. Do they get coverage? 
covered. Oh, uh, they're going to throw me out of Canada for that. The good Waterloo company. Anyways. Okay, sure. We'll give I me mean, some love. It, it's give Canada some love. I Black always say we don't have one good tech company. It's Shopify. And Blackberry is one with top Blackberry. stock on my gainer filter this morning. Uh, I filter. All right. Give BB price. some love. It's the top stock that's above $5 a share. Did they make or lose a penny? Oh, you're close. They made three pennies. Three pennies. Order, three beat, pennies. the estimate of two Three pennies. times higher than I thought. I was guessing a penny. Three pennies. Yeah. They, the, it was above Did you that. know in Canada the penny doesn't exist anymore? Did you know we got rid of the penny? Uh, Happy Canadian trivia for you here. We got rid of the penny about five years ago. The penny does not exist. We round in Canada now. So if it comes out and the math takes it to 2002, it's 20 bucks. If the max takes it to 2003, it's 2005. That's a, that's a good idea. That's we round. The only time you use the pennies is if you're playing with debit or a MasterCard, then they can do this, the pennies. But the physical penny is now no longer in existence or no longer being printed. There's still some of them, obviously. So is a penny more valuable than a penny? It should be because eventually it's going to be none of them around as everybody gets rid of them. So eventually maybe it's going to be a collector's item. But yeah, just get rid of that loose change. So we trade nickels now. We don't I trade see, pennies yeah, anymore. I see an uh, alternative investment right there. Okay, BlackBerry uh, Q3 EPS. Fun Canadian fact for you. Uh, they beat on their uh, EPS estimate, and they also beat on their sales. So good for them. Stock trade up 8%. It's a party here for BlackBerry temporarily. Uh, you know what? It's consolidated enough where there's room here. Kind of like the Rite Aid trade from the other day. We said Rite Aid when it was trading up in the 10 handle. I was like, I'm not shorting it because this thing's thin. And, you know, it's been, you know, a dog forever and dogs can continue to bark after an okay quarter. So I'm not going to come here and say short at 626. I think long term, it's probably you know, still lower, but short term, they could squeeze them a bit. And if you get above, I'm sure, Joel, I'll take your piece. If you get above that 637 high. That's yeah. the level, 637. Yeah. Then you're in a gap. So, you know what? I'm hands off on this one. Yeah, it usually moves more off the report. And actually, Dennis, I got a bunch of Canadian change in my car. I got to get If they're pennies, they're worthless. Next time you come over. Yeah. you can. I think you can still take them to the bank and get your money's worth. If you roll them all up, you know, roll your 50 pennies and they'll give you 50 cents. Yeah, but, I went to the Coinstar, dumped like, I don't know how much change in there. And then it kicks out all the Canadian money. And I put it in a bag and I'm going to give it to you. So that's my that's going to be my Christmas gift to you. But uh, Excellent. I love, I love change. Uh, Actually, my boy is my boy would take that. The five-year-old is right into all change and money, anything currency. He's right into it. Probably gets that from me. Okay, all right, we'll use that. Enough time on BlackBerry. Uh, Carnival not out. What's yet. the all-time high, Dennis, in uh, in BlackBerry? I'm gonna guess. This is just a guess, not looking at the charts. I'm gonna guess. I think it was over a hundred bucks. I guess 140. I don't know why that number's popped That's in my head. Pretty good. What was it? 148.13. Man, I'm good. 140. I threw that at 148. So it's $6 with the person who bought a 148. Sorry, you're not getting your money back. Yeah. Next. Congratulations to the person who bought a 581 yesterday, though. Uh, Next. That's it. Let's for the earnings. Let's go to Biogen here. You know when it peaked, when BlackBerry peaked, when I bought uh, an iPhone? Well, that was it. Apple. Had, uh, it was I, all about BlackBerry. We all had our BBM Messenger, yeah. and you had the little keyboard. iPhone came out, and that was it for BlackBerry. That was the beginning of the end. They tried to compete, but when Apple comes and totally attacks your market, 
trouble bruised. Well, and I that guess. was the time. You're right. As soon as you saw how awesome those Apple iPhones were, you began the hell out of BlackBerry. That well, was the tell. I was the first one in the family to buy it, an iPhone. And this is a while ago. You were one of the first? You're usually one of the last. Family, in my family. Wow. In my family. Okay. You know, Dana, Emily, and I. And it was just, it was a pain in the butt. I couldn't figure it out. So I returned it. I actually returned the first iPhone. And I get, I got a black. I can't board. find the keyboard, Joel I says. Where's busy. the keyboard? There's exactly. no key. Mine's missing a keyboard. That's what Joel was saying. And I had BlackBerry <laughs> for another year. And then Dana, Emily, and Lisa got all got iPhones. And then they basically and then they showed you where the keyboard was exactly you got to yeah. flip it up from the bottom and all of a sudden there's a keyboard there yay what happens i remember when i first bought my first iphone that was my first question too i was like well what the hell there's no keyboard They're like watch this flip up from the bottom so the guy should have just showed you flip up from the bottom oh there's a keyboard it's cool i thought it was cool i remember even chris my buddy chris banny sent beside him and so i mean he's always one of the first to buy all the cool tech gadgets and you show me that thing i was like that is awesome should have just went and like sold short a bazillion shares of BlackBerry that day and bought a bazillion shares of Apple and retired. Exactly. When you see those gadgets that come from Apple and they're like, that is awesome, buy. Look that what works. happened when I bought the watch too. I bought the watch. My birthday was on October 5th. Is the watch awesome though compared to like the iPhone? Uh, I don't have a watch. It's okay. It's okay. Do you see yourself like talking on your watch, like holding it up? I do. Hold it up to your red. Now, what do you do? You hold it up like this? Yeah. ah. Like, I like that not carrying my phone. I mean, I've been using it in the pool a little bit. It's okay in the pool. You know, I I just have other watches I like too. So I'm like, I'm not always going to wear that thing. But I like like having it so I don't have to take my phone with me, you know, so I don't have to lose my phone. But can you make calls on it, on your watch? Of course. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Come but on. then everybody can hear your call, right? Because it's like way down there. So it's like a speaker phone. I don't care. I don't know. I mean, who's, who's Joe calling? likes to share his conversations. Yeah. All right. Let's move. Let's talk stocks here. And no, we didn't talk we Tesla. Did, we got, we're going to Biogen. Yeah. Tesla is coming. We're saving Tesla for Jason Rasnick. We're going to get the Raz is coming on the show today. And oh, we're going to save the, Tesla for Raz. All right. Biogen here in the meantime. Uh, announced yesterday a $5 billion buyback. And this is interesting. Dennis noted this in the pre, pre-market show just because of the timing. We know next year we're getting some news about their Alzheimer's drug. We don't know what we're going to get. But a buyback, a big yeah. buyback ahead of that yeah. is interesting. Well, and they've announced it. So we don't know when they're going to buy back. Right. I took your joke away from me here already, Joe. But $5 billion announced a buyback. It would be interesting. So this is just the time it's interesting because we know they're going to have the big ruling eventually next year on whether there's Alzheimer's drug. And we know it's sitting with about 80 to 90 points of hope. We'll call it the hope trade. If for whatever reason the Alzheimer's drug does not get FDA approval, you're probably going to see this thing fall 60, 70 points. So if you're Biogen, and you're announcing a buyback, and you're coming in and buying the stock, let's say, next week or next month ahead of this, you're, you're, you're basically saying that we think it's getting approval because, you know, after, unless they're going to wait, maybe they're going to wait until they get that ruling. Did they say anything about, they don't ever say about the timing. They just announced the no. buyback. So they got some money. They're going to do a buyback. I mean, if they're doing it before, that, uh, before the ruling on whether they're going to you know, get approval on this or not, then they're gambling that this drug's getting approved because otherwise it's going to come at a 20% discount and the buyback's going to look terrible. 
So it's interesting. I am still a Biogen shareholder. I bought it at $49 back just after the financial crisis. I'm sticking with it. Uh, but again, I'm somewhat concerned and skeptical that this drug gets approved, uh, obviously because we've never had an Alzheimer's drug. What's get it getting approved before. for though? Is it getting approved for plaque? Is it getting approved for Alzheimer's? I mean, that's, I'm really. Well, it's supposed to, I, I believe, and I, you know, and I'm definitely uh, not the biotech expert here, but I believe it is, you know, uh, w with reduction of plaque. Is it not, Spencer? That's a Brentster. He knows. I, I know it's an Alzheimer's I, drug. I believe it is something to do with plaque. I believe you're correct, Joel. Okay. Um, That's why it's just a little confusing to me. But I, I'm not 100% on that. So if anybody in the chat knows, in, in any regard here, they believe it, they've thrown it to the FDA. We're waiting to see if it gets approved. Never has there been an Alzheimer's drug approved. If this was to get approved, I think the stock is five hundred dollars. But it's not. It, but it's it, not an Alzheimer's drug now. It's a. It's a plaque drug. No, no. But that is that. that that's well, to try to help with that. But it's a treatment for Alzheimer's. Like it. Like it's not. There's never been any drug to drug. help with this. So and I don't and I, and I think it's the reduction of plaque which would help through. I, I'm not sure. You know, with the, the specifics. I'm a stock trader. I'm not a biotech analyst. Okay. So all I need to know, and this is you know, this is what people do. This is you know, this is a good conversation here before we get Alan on. So many traders get down and they really analyze all the little specific details, you know, to a ridiculous level. You know, Kramer say, do your homework. Do your homework. Just understand that there's a drug out there. You don't have to understand every little thing about it to trade the stock. What you need to understand is there's a potential drug out here that will take the stock, if it gets approved, will take the stock probably up 200 points or drop the stock 70 to 80 points. So that's, you know, what it is. And that's the trade-off. I think the odds are stacked against it. And that's why you, you're going to probably see, you know, a skew where, you know, 80 points down, 200 points up. You think, oh, 50-50 shot. It's not a 50-50 shot, though. I think it's like a 15, 20% shot that this thing gets approved. So I actually think the trade, if you were just flat out gambling, it's probably better odds as a short than a long. But if it gets approved, Kramer said it, I, it'd be one of the biggest drugs in history. There's never been an Alzheimer's drug. So that's, you know, maybe I'm being light even at the 200. It might, and if it got approved, it might be like a $600 stock. So seriously, it would be just a huge stock or a, a huge drug, but I don't think it gets approved either. Yeah, a little pop up 442 here, uh, 493 or 402.51. Really your only major resistance in this thing. What did you pop up to the other uh, few weeks back? All right, I see... A pair of highs in the 304 handle. We'll call it 304.40 and then 309.06. But I don't think it's got the gas. And then the uh, the high of the move, that was on the, the initial day uh, when the news came out that there was back at trial. Went to 318. I think it even maybe traded uh, 320 uh, in the uh, pre-market that day. But uh, if you're looking for another target above here, just be aware there are a pair of highs at 304.40, we'll call it. And then above that, uh, 307 area looks interesting. But I don't know, a buyback. Uh, it's, it's a vote of confidence in the company. Let's leave it at that. Uh, Spencer, just before we go over, and we're obviously going to get to Tesla here. Is Jason, is Jason here? Uh, he, I think he'll join us after Alan. After Alan? Yeah. Yep. Okay, 835, we're going to get Alan Brockstein on to talk pot stocks. So just quickly, Spinner alerting us to this, just at 815, TDG. Uh, announces a $32.50 special dividend. 
It's a $500 stock, but still that's a big dividend, 32.50. So typically these stocks will trade up on that announcement. They don't trade up $32, but they typically, I trade these special dividends every once in a while. They're tricky. They usually trade up a third to a half of the value. So I wouldn't be surprised if this thing trades up in the 580s here today. Um, actually, an odd latch is ticked at 583, but if you're wondering what YTG, it's probably going to trade higher. And if you're wondering why, it announced a $32.50 a dividend. special dividend. I guess there was a closure here. If I just read you from the press release, this is at A51 press release. Transdime uh, completes the divestiture of Surio Sunbank and declares a $32.50 special dividend. So huge dividend. So I'd expect it to be in the 580s, maybe even up to 590 today. What do they do? Are they a bank? Question. I have, I'm looking here. I'm trying to find out. 585 is going on that. Um, yeah. Just go to, you know, the quickest way when you don't I'm, know what I'm in do. the pro. They're, yeah. they're an aerospace company. They, uh, they are. So they divest a share of the manufacturer, Sunbank, Surio Sunbank. They manufacture supplies for military aircrafts and helicopters. Whatever they do, they're doing it right. The stock has been pretty good for a long time. This was back at the 20, beginning of 2019. It was a $300 stock. Now it's a $575 stock. They're confident enough in their business to give you a $32.50 special dividend. Back in 2013, this was $134. All aerospace companies, so I'm not surprised. All aerospace companies have been unbelievable performers. I have one, the CAE. It's, um, I believe it's Canadian, actually. Um, I bought this back like after the financial crisis at like, $5 Canadian, which would be like $3.50 US. It's 26 bucks. I mean, some of these, you know, aerospace have just been unbelievable. Lockheed Martin too, one that I never forgive myself. Back during, after the financial crisis, it got down like 62. I was like, I should buy some of that. It's $383. So when you think you should buy some of it, maybe you should buy some of it. I never did buy that one. So unbelievable. Aerospace companies in the last decade have been unbelievable. Next. Well, it's I'm at it before Alan. It's 834, so you want to do some quick imbalances before we bring Alan on? Well, remember, option expiration here today. Oh, what happens on option expiration, guys? You know, guys and girls, we always tell you about it. The opening imbalances don't mean very much. The only day they don't mean much. They can really push stocks around, but these things change so frequently. If you're looking at them at 834, they'll be completely different when you look at them at 844 and 854. At 929.00. 59, they start to mean something. So, you know, you can look at them at the last couple of seconds, but it's hard to get a real indicator. Right now, everything has a huge buy-in balance. But again, because there's so many institutionals that have come in here jockeying the equities against their open option positions, you're going to see these things flip around and do some funny things. So this is always an options expiration. So I don't really put any weight in the pre-market imbalances on option expiration day. We'll put that in our book. All right, 8.35, just about. Let's bring on our guest today, Alan Brockstein. He is also known as the 420 Investor. He's the author of 420 Investor, the founding partner of New Cannabis Ventures, probably one of, if not the best, authority on cannabis stocks. Uh, there is Alan. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, uh -oh. no. Wait. He's on we mute. You no, mute not. Him. He's got his uh, microphone open. I think it might be just a computer. He's figuring it out. Audio. Alan get this figured out. Trying to get his audio working. Yeah. So, I mean, we've done this before with him. So, it oh, be. yeah. He'll get it figured uh, out. Alan, can you hear me? Uh, see, he can hear us, but we he can't can hear him. Hey, Scott, you're on mute stuff. Look in the corner, Alan. You might no, have to not. unmute it. No, he's not. I can see him. Um, it might be something to do with his we audio. We see Alan. We see Maybe him. we can read his lips. 
If he sits a little uh, higher, maybe you can read his there lips. Alan, we got you. Uh, read your I'm sorry lips. about that. There he is. There he is. Good morning. I made great progress from last time. I just didn't make it to the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We don't bring you on for your tech savviness. We bring you on for your pot savviness. Hey, so. <laughs> this old man's pretty tech savvy. I, I got it down, man. <laughs> All right. Alan, talk to us. Let's talk pot. You know what? Some of these stocks have stopped going down, though, So, which is interesting. I mean... Yeah. Um, you look at canopy growth, these things bottom mid November, they've had a pretty good little run here in the last month or two. Most of so, these things are significantly off the lows. Your thoughts on the whole sector. First of all. Yeah. Well, you're a technical guy. Maybe you can help me on this. So I made a call that I, I had to say was wrong. I thought that mid November was the low and, uh, you correctly point out that some of the leading companies are continuing to hold those lows, yeah. uh, but not all of them. But if you look both in Canada and in the United States, uh, the, the largest companies seem to have put in lows, but the rest of the market uh, has put in new lows, which has brought the overall averages down and you know, more stocks are down to breath, bad breath, they say. Uh, and I think the issue may be a little bit of tax loss selling. The rest of the market's you know, having a really nice year and we're having a really crappy year again. Uh, so. I just, uh, I did a webinar yesterday and I can summarize it very quickly. Uh, I continue to be optimistic long-term, obviously. Uh, I think this is going to be a great uh, story as it plays out over multiple years, but uh, we, there's always potholes and this year was full of them. And uh, uh, between Canada, uh, the, the slow legalization there, you know, no, not the right products and not enough stores and the, the scandal at CanTrust. And then in the United States, just terrible rollouts in California, as well as uh, Massachusetts, which is probably not as big a deal, but also the vaping crisis, the capital crunch that's hit the whole sector. All, all these things have really shaken out uh, a, a lot of the players. And, and so my outlook for next year is it's not a uh, roaring bull, although, you know, I could be surprised, I suppose. It's really, uh, I think that the downturn that we're going through is actually really healthy for the industry. Uh, we've talked about a lot. There's way too many publicly traded companies, way too many companies. So it's going to engender consolidation and kind of a Darwinian process where some of the weaker players get shaken out. So I, I think we see that a little bit in, in the, the charts that we're talking about. The, the larger companies seem to be holding their lows, most of them. And, uh, and then the smaller ones that don't have the same capitalization are, are going to have to really struggle to prove themselves. Let's talk. Um, I just want to go bring it into one of the weaker companies. The stock is still holding its low. I want to talk Aurora Cannabis just briefly uh -huh. here. Because just made a double bottom yesterday, right? It's trying. Yeah, it's trying. There you go. Fine. Technicals. This guy's all yeah. over the technicals. Uh, yeah. On Tuesday, we had Gordon Johnson. Uh, we give, we're going to have Gordon Johnson, I believe, on the show next week. Analyst Gordon Johnson uh, coming out with a uh, sell rating on the stock and put a price target of zero. Yeah. Um, he cited that this company is quickly running out of cash. Uh, I just want to talk to you because I feel like you are the expert in the sector. As Gordon Johnson's thesis hold water here, is this a potential zero? Are they running out of cash? Um, well, what so are your thoughts? I didn't read the report, first of all. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant to comment on okay. it uh, in, in, in total. I just want to dis disclaim that because sure. I, I didn't read it. But <clears throat> just the concept of them running out of cash, I mean, I think this is a problem uh, that they are – uh, dealing with head on. That's why they uh, accelerated those convertible notes. Uh, okay. That put a lot of pressure on their stock. That's what that uh, low, uh, you're not looking at, you're just looking at a day, but the other low kind of coincided with that whole process. Uh, yep. It was pretty sloppy and uh, really weighed on the whole sector. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, that's part of it. Uh, they, 
I, you know, I guess when I look at Aurora and all of its large competitors, they all talk the same story about the United States being very important. And, uh, you know, I think Aurora's uh, until Ray are the, are the weakest in terms of funding because Kronos and uh, Canopy Growth have their, uh, you know, their strategic investors. And so both these companies need to raise cash to, to fund their U.S. operations. So in terms of running out of cash, I think the reality is they're not going to run out of cash. They're going to, they have an ATM, they'll keep hitting it. They'll do other things. They have some assets they can monetize. There's a lot of things they can do. They won't run out of cash. I'm okay. more concerned that they may uh, have to slow down in the United States. But with that said, I think, you know, we ought to all be very careful. These large LPs all talking about how they're going to do uh, CBD from hemp in the U.S. And, and this whole sector is just terrible right now. Uh, there's a lot of state regulatory uncertainty, but most importantly, we're all waiting for the FDA and the FDA is taking their sweet time and it's not real clear what that path's going to look like. And, you know, people are getting arrested not too far from Detroit in Iowa. CBD physical store owner was arrested and uh, charged with a felony uh, because they were selling CBD, which is uh, regulated by the state of Iowa. And it can only be sold through exclusive, you know, it's just all this regulatory confusion. And uh, so that, that's what really concerns me. Not so much about them running out of cash. I'm, I'm concerned that all these large LPs may need to slow down or rethink their U.S. Uh, strategies. Let's jump over to a couple other individual stocks there. And I want to go GW Pharma. It's a stock that actually didn't make, it's kind of made its new lows there just in December, 95, but it's been moving up since the last week and a half. It's been pretty good for GW Pharma. Yeah. Uh, I, what's, what's the outlook look like here? You know, I think what happened, it had three straight gaps up. You can probably point them out. Uh, they're pretty obvious. And, and those each came after the Epidiolex uh, sales were reported in the regular quarterly earnings. First one was in March and then in June and then in September. This last one, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the first one was for December. It was reported in February. There we go, right at the end of February. And this last time they reported was the gap down. And I think it's as simple as this. I mean, there's been a lot of short reports that don't seem to have any legs at all about the safety of Epidiolex. There's some, uh, there are some liver toxicity issues in conjunction with other drugs. This is pretty common from what I understand in general for treating epilepsy and it was, there's no news there, but people are seizing on that. I think the real story is that, you know, it's a one trick pony still, although it's got some stuff, you know, in the pipeline, but it, for all intents and purposes, it's Epidiolex. And uh, in that last quarter, they only really met the expectations. And I think that shook out a lot of like momentum biotech players perhaps. And uh, I think that's really it. There was some insider selling too uh, by, by the founder, which didn't really uh, help, I would imagine. But, uh, you know, this, if you look at a five-year chart, it's actually matched. I just looked at this this weekend. It's only matched the overall biotech index. XBI is the best one, I think. I don't know if you can do that overlay, but over the last five years, it's literally just matched it. And I think what happened, what was five years ago is 2014. And that was, at, you know, about a, that first year, that stock went from eight to 80 or something in, in uh, yeah, eight to over 80 in 2014. So it, it had a great first year and a half after its NASDAQ IPO. That was when, you know, a year after weed came out with Sanjay Gupta extolling CBD. So I, I think, unfortunately, GW Pharma was too expensive five years ago, if you're looking at charts. And that's why the last five years have been flat. But more to the now, 
I really like it. I had moved to the sidelines on the name uh, because of the weak technical performance. And I, I think there's some better deals in the, in the more cannabis space, less biotech. But uh, I added some back this week, actually. What are those good deals? So when you're looking at obviously the sector is all on sale here right yeah. now. What are the what are the good deals that you think about? Well, so look, I, I structure my model portfolios to have some big exposure to a couple of uh, MSOs. Um, I'll even I'll lay this trade out. I usually don't like to do this stuff, but hey, it's for you guys. Yeah. So, so two two of the larger positions I have right now in the MSOs are, are Cresco and GTI, and it's more than this. But you were just talking earlier about you know, doing too much homework. If you do too much homework, you might not care. But uh, these are the two companies that are best positioned in Illinois, which is legalizing in two weeks, less than two weeks. And the, the, if you really do the research, you'll find out that it's not going to be, the market's going from 200 million to 2 billion or something like that. But these companies aren't going to overnight, you know, 10x their sales in Illinois. But these two are very well positioned in Illinois. So you have a headline catalyst, which I think could be positive. But the companies are much more than that. They're both operating close to cash flow break even, or you know, depending on how you look at it. They're they're right there, and any sort of losses they have are related to growth, not their operation. So in this weak environment, you know, these companies have some flexibility. They're not gonna, you know, nobody's gonna be asking, are they going to zero because they're running out of money? That's the first thing. They're very big in the United States. They are in the top five in terms of MSOs and current sales. And if you start to look at what's going to happen next year, the sales, even excluding what's going to happen in Illinois, are booming. And Pennsylvania is both a big state for both of these great market. They both have good share there. So these companies are awesome. If you want the, the smart trade, this is what I've done. I don't have in my model portfolio a single share of Cresco. They're buying Origin House. Origin House deal will be voted on next week. I would say there's a 98% chance, and I'm being conservative, I think, that that deal goes through. Uh, the shareholders already voted it through once overwhelmingly and they changed the terms it's going forward deal closes in january you can buy origin house at a huge discount to that deal implied by the price this is not an efficient market there's not you know all these arbs sitting there just on the sideline shorting cresco which is expensive to borrow anyway so for real investors this is a gift i think to be able to to buy into cresco using origin as a proxy so those, those are that's one area i like and then for your canadian listeners uh, the very largest LPs are, are not really, in, at this moment in time, uh, the best investments, in my opinion. I already mentioned this problem with the U.S. and to the extent I think they're going to have to, you know, be, face slow to no growth in their hemp strategy. But they're very complicated. They're losing a lot of money, all of them. And uh, so without naming names on this one, I, I think you can look at some companies that are generating substantial sales that aren't quite as big as those. They've really been beaten up because they... All these companies had terrible uh, September quarters due to some changes in the market up there, and they had to take back product or adjust prices from their monopoly buyers across the uh, the provinces. So that that that's another area. And then I continue to like the retailers in Canada as well. Alan, uh, one more here, just yeah. at a high level, what do you want investors to know about the cannabis market in twenty twenty? Sure. So I, I'd say at a very high level, we've had over the last seven uh, years that I've been following the market, mo most of these stocks have moved pretty much in unison. And sometimes you get some things like, well, maybe Canada's doing better than the U.S. But in general, everything has moved pretty much in line. And uh, I would warn people that I always say, look at the balance sheet. And I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. But now it really, really matters. And we've already seen a few bankruptcies. 
We've seen some companies raise capital at atrocious levels. And there are some companies out there that are going to really struggle next year. And I think this is going to be to the benefit of the well-capitalized companies that are proving out their business models. This, this industry has really changed in terms of being able to attract more institutional type investors, mainly family offices, and they aren't going to fund these losers. And it's going to be, I've seen some really loser cannabis companies just take advantage over the last few years of being cannabis companies and getting high net worth individuals to write big checks. And, you know, these are all wiped out now. So security selection is going to be primo in 2020. All right. Alan Broxine is the author of 420 Investor. He's the founding partner of New Cannabis Ventures. Alan, uh, I, I would let you go, but I, I asked you yesterday if you wanted to hang out with us for a little bit and participate in our hot potato segment that we do on Fridays. Are you down? I'm down. All right. So here's how this is going to work. I've got Alan over here and I've got Joel and Dennis over here. Joel and Dennis, you guys are going to be on your own team. It's you two against Alan, and the oh, topic, gosh. topic is, of course, cannabis. This, um, this isn't fair. Advantage. I want I a different it. topic. Okay. Oh, I, oh, I, I no. think this topic is not fair. No. I feel like this is rigged against me. <laughs> but you got two of you. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Joel. And Joel has so much knowledge here in the pot sector. <laughs> and me as well. We're in trouble. Right, no, uh, no, it'll no. be a victory if we get one right. <laughs> um. Okay, so here we go. Potato, oh, okay, potato. okay. We're doing this. I think I need some coffee for this. Dennis, you're not dancing. <laughs> I'm dancing. Okay. There we so go. let's start with... A, Close the chats. Right. Close the chats. Joel and Dennis. We need the chat. It should be no, everybody in the world versus Alan. I don't want to cheat. Joel and All right, no cheating. So this is actually, I came up with this question five minutes ago. Alan said a few minutes ago, he said the letters MSO. What does MSO stand for? Tough one. <laughs> <laughs> this is just not – are you throwing it to Alan? No, no, no. Throwing it to, no okay, I, I, I came uh, up with that one at the last second because it, it, he just Joel. said it. It, this is this it's is a useful. fair question. You're not going to win, but we should say it. I shouldn't use those acronyms. It, this a, is an educational thing. Yeah. What does MSO no, stand for? No, no, no. I'm, I'm guessing the M stands for marijuana. <laughs> I have um, no idea. I'll say. Joel, I'm leaning on you on this. Yeah, one. I have no idea. All right, the uh, answer. But multi-source organization. Oh, hey. oh my he goodness, was, that's a good close. guess. What, he was what, close. What was it? He was close. It's multi-state operator. Oh, oh you got it. You got the multi right. He gets a, like a third of a point for that. He one. was close. Joel, where did you pull that, that, that out of? I am so I'll impressed you with you right that now. Out of. I'll tell you that right now. All right, go ahead. All right, uh, Alan, uh, according to my uh, calculations, uh, I tried to add this up. How many pure play pot stocks are there on the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ? Oh, okay. That's a fair question because I don't keep track of it per se. Uh, just for clarification, when you say pure play, do you mean actually touching cannabis? Or do I, 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 don't, I don't mean like uh, Constellation brands, right? Um, really well, I was thinking more ancillary. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So like it, does NBEV count? No, no, no. I was thinking about things like, uh, yeah, like yeah. IPR, the REIT. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, Are you talking about including those? Yes. Okay. I'm going to go with 21. 
This is just on the New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ? And the NASDAQ. And the NASDAQ. Oh, and NASDAQ. Okay, well, that throws a whole wrench in the whole thing. Um, I think you could really debate what qualifies, by the way. Okay. Okay. So so the good news is he's thrown out 21. We can go 20 or 22 and we can beat him. It's like Jeopardy. So we got to – so do we want to go more or less? (laughs) First of all – I'm going to go 20. What do you think? I think 21 I'm going with, so I'm going to take the under. Wait, he – Wait, he, what he said twenty one. Well, wait. So, so you're Who's both wrong. You're both you're both wrong. According to my <laughs> according to my source here, the answer is forty one. Forty one. There, there, there's some names that are not board. cannabis, but that's cool. Okay, yeah, right. he went well, like NBAV, and he went anything that touched cannabis with that. All right. Uh, we'll challenge that, Alan. Back. I'm gonna to challenge you. that, but that's okay. Fair. Okay. Just throw a red flag. You can challenge that. You can challenge it. <laughs> yeah, all right, Dennis. 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 All right, come on, Dennis. There are 11 states in the U.S. where cannabis is still fully illegal. It is not illegal in any way. Which of these four states have not legalized cannabis in any way in the U.S.? Oh, who hates cannabis? Wait, um, it's, it's multiple choice. California, Michigan, Texas, or South Dakota? Well, you it's know not it's Michigan. not California, and you know it's not Michigan. So it's either – What are the other two? Texas and what are the other ones? It's South Dakota. I think South Dakota. Oh man, I can you guys agree on something? For let's, can we agree on something? I don't know. I think people smoke out in South Dakota, but they might smoke close it. to Colorado. Right, people don't smoke it everywhere. I'll, I'll, I'll go Texas. Wait, wait, you guys can't divide right, South Dakota. It's South Dakota. South Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah, South Dakota right. is right. Yeah. Yes, Boom! I'm all, all right. over it. On the board. All right, they're. I got one. They're on the board. I like um, the multiple choice. <laughs> Okay, well, there's a couple more of those. Uh, Alan, what was the first cannabis stock to trade on a U.S. exchange? On a U.S. exchange? Yeah. Kronos Group. Yeah. If, if you, if, if you come oh, out, sorry, uh, that was right. I, I, I ran it wrong. <laughs> no, he got it right. No, he buzzed it. Right. He got it right. No, That's he was me. right. He was right. I'm not bad. Wrong buzzer. Okay. He was just excited to buzz. I, I was. Um, <laughs> okay. He's so used to buzzing me because I get everyone wrong. He just automatically hits the button when somebody answers. Uh, Joel and Dennis, uh, earlier this year, there was a, uh, some big legislation. It was a marijuana banking legislation that came out of, <sighs> came out of Congress. What was the name of that? I know it. Of that, that act. I know it. it. Safe act. That is... Correct. Joel, with the save. We're doing pretty good. We're That's doing like pretty good. That's like a normal good. question. I mean, you know, it involves banks. I wouldn't have got it. Yeah, really? Okay. No, I wouldn't have got yep. it. No. Um, okay, let's go through my list here. All right, Alan. Uh, last week, a company called RecShares launched two new cannabis ETNs, right? Not ETFs, they're ETNs or similar but different. Uh, what unique characteristics do these two new ETNs have? You know, I don't even didn't pay that much attention. I saw it. I'm gonna go with leverage. Oh, he didn't pay attention, and he still <laughs> got it right. Oh, this guy knows his pot stocks. They use leverage. This yeah. guy knows cannabis. This guy. Two times leverage. Oh. <laughs> okay. This guy's uh, unbelievable. We'll oh, never yeah. beat this guy. Uh, I, we knew we were done as soon as we were By, by the way, I have not been keeping scores. So <laughs> <tough>. <laughs> I don't know if he's got one wrong yet, but yeah. Joel, I got the 22 wrong. Joel and Dennis, there are seven. Uh-huh. Marijuana ETFs. Seven. Can you name the tickers for two of them? Oh, MJ. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the easy one. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one I trade all the time. We get right. off the board on these other ones. Uh, oh, Tim Seymour's got one. Tim Seymour's got one. What's Tim Seymour's ticker? Can you though? get the ticker. 
MJ. I'm going to go. Uh, oh, is it? MJNA? Is that yeah. one? That is not correct. I would. Is no. it? There's, there's got to be one POT. No, no. no. It should be. Oh. Who's getting the P? That was Potash before. Somebody should be all over it. Brent, Brent, I think, well, Brent, I, I think POT is already taken. Uh, I, 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 I think Seymour's got one. Can I call What's a friend? Seymour's ticker, though. You guys can't guess. Like, every, are, can uh, I call a friend? No. Alan, uh, can you just We're calling Alan. Alan's, Alan's our friend. friend. So there's a bunch of – there's HMMJ that trades in Toronto, but if you mean just in the U.S., I'll go yeah. with THCX. Yes, THCX. Uh, I, I, I would have also accepted YOLO, CNBS. That's Tim Seymour's. Uh, Toke. CNBS. Oh. There you are. Tim, we're trying to get you out there. Just disregard all of these. They're, they're <laughs> <all>. <laughs> we like well, Tim Seymour, though. But, oh, oh, so, oh sorry, Tim. Tim but there's no reason to buy these. <laughs> so the bonus question for Joel Dennis, which of those has the highest assets or the most assets under management? MJ. Got to be MJ. MJ. Yes, that was an easy one. You guys got MJ is liquid. Like, I trade MJ probably uh, quite a bit. I use it as a hedge against if I've got marijuana stocks on. So I trade MJ quite a bit. I like it. Um, I, I only have uh, only have one more, actually, and it, it's for Alan. Alan, what is the, uh, the pod stock with the highest market cap? Canopy growth. Canopy growth. That is the answer. And with that, says pot that stocks. concludes. I think Alan got all of them, right? And yeah. he, it, I didn't one, get the number that you tracked well, for the... That, that was a tough question. That one's up for debate, I think, uh, depending on how you how you want to. That was fun. Yeah, so actually, Spencer, the host, was wrong on that one. So Alan was right. <laughs> and look, Dennis, you, you got a few right this week. So we did. I'm proud of you, South you Dakota. Great, Joel great pulled year. a safe fact out of his hat. We did okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, and except for the the uh, the ETF one, I think. But uh, we're close fun. on the ETF one. You guys, new MJ. Yeah, I'm going to give you a secret. Just subscribe to our Sunday newsletter at New Cannabis Ventures, and you guys will know everything you need to know. That's what we need <laughs> to do. Let, <laughs> and, let's and, go. Let's go subscribe. And you guys also didn't get multi-state operator. That, that's some key industry. That was industry close. Industry that was Joel, Joel yeah. with the multi coming out though. Yeah, what did you close. say, Joel? Source. Uh, Multi-source organization. Multi-source organization. Very, very Whoa, close. That's that's close. close. All right, Alan Broxine is the author of 420 Investor, as I mentioned, founding partner of New Cannabis Ventures. Alan, if we don't talk to you, have a great rest of your uh, new year. Have a happy new year. Yeah, you too. Catch you in 2020. Bye, guys. Thanks, right. Alan. All right. See, that wasn't so bad. You, 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 you guys were. We were scared. So nervous. I was so, so scared. I even tweeted it out. I was scared. I was like, I don't have a chance. All right, are we going to grab Raz here? For yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me go do that. You guys okay. go talk amongst yourselves. We got to get Raz doing hot potato once. He'd be good. At uh, he'd get nervous. Uh, okay. Holy Tesla. Raz is must be buying right now. It's up another five bucks. All right, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk. 420 on the radar. Uh, Joel, it's the a question is bump. not if it hits 420, win. Yes, yeah. It. Uh, I officially lost my bet to Jeremy. Um, you cannot I bet against Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it would fill that gap, but uh, apparently it's decided not to. I was it. on I was on Jeremy's side, but I never took him. I, know, I didn't even I know. win a dinner on it. I'm it a was, stock it forever. Was a dinner. It was a lunch. Because you're upgrading me to a steak dinner. It was a lunch. I owe him a lunch. A lunch and right. lunch. Uh, let's see here. Trading at 409. You buy him a happy 70. meal? I'm sorry? You buying him a happy meal? Uh, I he wanted he offered to buy out. I said a bag of chips, but he uh he hung out for the entire lunch. So he now, got the entire lunch on. We'll find some good uh some place to go in Nashville. Uh, 
next time I go there. Trying to get the highs of the pre-market session. I just think uh, everyone's just going to wait. Uh, 411 is your uh, pre-market high. It goes up 10 bucks every day. Well, it went up 21 days. Oh, it wasn't even enough. So it goes up 10 at a minimum and 20 on the good days. Yeah. This and stock, since it started just turning again, since we had, you know, uh, what we could call it, broken window gate. Since we had broken window gate, it has been up, and again, obviously rounded bottom. But once it started to turn around and poke its head back above 340, it has been up $10 and then $5. It's made a new high every single day. I think every single day. Maybe there's a little candle with dim in there. No, no. Every single day it's made a new high. And it's just in full like upside capitulation mode right now here. It looks like it wants to go to 420. And... Uh... Remember when uh, the Brentster, he thought they did it on purpose to boost the stock? The crash yes, they did. Well, I guess then it worked. If they were no, no he wasn't saying they did it to boost the stock. He said they did, they did it to get free press. That's what oh. he was saying. They're not trying to – a broken window is not going to boost the company's stock price, but uh, it, it, they got some free press over that. I am unable to locate our CEO, Jason Razzie. What do you mean? He's gone. He's know. hiding. Hold on. Let me see if I can He's not in where are you? He 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 wanders off sometimes. We have to we have a leash for him. We He's gotta, a wanderer. That's gonna pull him back. But yeah. uh, he was around an hour or two ago, and he is um, not around. My two year old wanders too. So yeah. maybe he still got the two year old. So you know what that's like. You know what that's like. Well, at yeah. some point uh, in the next uh, few days, we'll we'll get Jason on the show. All right. Uh, talk talk Tesla with us because trust me, Dennis, he really wants to. Uh-oh. He was he was bugging us this morning, so he really wants it. So we're props gonna... to Jason Raznick, who's been bullish the whole time. Even oh. when after, even when everybody hated it and was saying it was a zero when it went under two hundred dollars, Jason Raznick was still bullish. Right. All right. Uh, but well, Jason says sell, then I'm selling, or then I'm selling it short. When he says sell, we, we can't locate him. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna have to wrap our show up. So I wanna. Uh, thank our guest, Alan Brockstein, today. Thanks to all of you in our chats, both on YouTube and premarket.benzinga.com. Catch our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Tune in or rewatch our show on youtube.com slash TV. As always, please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only and not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your day. Have a good weekend as well. We'll be back with you. Well rested on Monday morning. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.